Welcome to the Payroll Podcast, the show that explores the latest insights and innovations in the world of payroll. Hello and welcome back to the Payroll Podcast. My name is Nick Day, CEO at JGA Recruitment Group. We are specialist payroll recruiters and you may be familiar with the guest I've got with me today. She's been on the show not once, but twice before. And actually we've talked about National Payroll Week before as well. But this year is entirely different. We're going to find out exactly why. So I'd like to welcome my special guest, Vicky Graham, who's Business Development Director at the CIPP, which is the Chartered Institute of Payroll Professionals, back to the Payroll Podcast today. Now, for those not familiar, of course, the CIPP is the Chartered Institute for Payroll, Pensions and Reward Professionals in the UK. Over 9,500 members, they are the second largest payroll membership body in the world. And the individual members of the CIPP benefit from numerous things, from support, education services, events, consulting, best practice advisory services, health checks, they even have their own publication known as Payroll Professional Magazine. And there's probably loads of other things I haven't mentioned as well. So if you haven't checked out the CIPP yet, I suggest that you do. And there will be links in the show notes later so you can find out exactly what they're offering in relation to National Payroll Week as well as we go through the show. Now, we are here, of course, to talk about National Payroll Week. What is it? I'm going to hear you say. Well, Vicky's going to tell us all about it. But essentially, it shines a spotlight on the true champions of the world of payroll. That's the people that deliver the payslips to all the 33 million employees that are working in the UK right now. It takes place between the 4th and the 8th of September this year. And I've got Vicky on the show today to tell us why we need to celebrate the profession, why you need to get involved, and why this year is going to be the biggest and the best one yet. And let's not forget, of course, it's through the collection of income tax and national insurance that the government receives over 378 billion into its coffers annually. So it's absolutely right, and I would say essential, that we do celebrate the profession in style. So without further ado, welcome Vicky Graham to the Payroll Podcast again. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you, Nick. Thanks for that really good introduction. Um, I just kept thinking, you need to work in my sales team. <laughs> um, I've got some, I've got my own sales team here. I course. know, Thanks yeah. A <laughs> little plug on the side. I just love having you on the, on the show. We're good friends. I love your oh. passion for the sector. You joined the industry only months after I did, right? So we've been in this industry yeah. together. We've seen it change over 20 years and it's changed a lot so let me ask you a question ask all of my payroll guests that come on the show i'll be interested to get your your thoughts what does the word payroll mean to you um okay so that that's an interesting question nick i think for me payroll is livelihood right so people go to work because they get paid um not just because they get paid but obviously that's a big component big part of it and without pay, people can't afford their lives, can they? I know we're all in a cost of living crisis. So payroll is so important for people to be able to afford their mortgages or their rent, their their bills, um, their childcare, you know, whatever that is just for the, the day to day of people's lives. That's facilitated by payroll. So for me, payroll is everything, but it, it is livelihood. Yeah, fantastic. What a great place to start the show. So that's a really good reason why we should be celebrating National Payroll Week. There'll be people, I'm sure, listening to this maybe for the first time, maybe for the hundredth time. I don't know. If you are new to the show, make sure you're sharing it with all of your payroll colleagues and friends because we want to celebrate this profession and we want to do it in style. So tell us a little bit more about National Payroll Week. Okay, so as you said, National Payroll Week really is a celebration um, for everyone that works within the profession. 
Obviously, we run it here in this in um, the UK for the CIPP, um, but it is something that's run in other countries around the world as well. So for the UK, we're running National Payroll Week the 4th to the 8th of September. Um, and our aim is to raise the profile of payroll, um, shine a spotlight on it to quote what you said earlier, Nick, um, educate employers as to what the role of payroll is and how it can benefit them within their businesses and how payroll really should be seen as a strategic partner and a business partner in making decisions around um, digital transformation and employee engagement. Um, and, and that's really what it's about, is celebrating those areas that payroll's getting more and more involved in. Super. Now, you mentioned as well that payroll has evolved. You talked about digital transformation, employee engagement. These are kind of buzzwords that perhaps didn't come into the world of payroll. Certainly when I came into the profession, we've seen a lot of change. I know one of the CIPP slogans is there's more to payroll than payroll. So tell us a little bit about how the how the, the, the profession has really evolved. Even in the last 24 months since you were last on the show, we've seen significant changes in the way that people not just process payroll, but the involvement they have in the employee experience as well. Their impacts, as you mentioned, on the cost of living crisis and how we can really support our employees better in that regard. Tell us a bit about your experience in, in, in that evolution. Yeah, so as you said, I've been in payroll 20 years as well, same as you, um, and things have moved on massively. I think one of the things that's changed and is changing at a phenomenal rate at the moment is the um, automation and the technological changes in payroll. So when we started 20 years ago, payroll professionals, if you said to them, payroll is a push of a button, would have shot you for it because no it's more there's more to payroll than pushing a button and and absolutely there is more to payroll than pushing a button we know that that's what national payroll week is about it's about highlighting that but actually the transactional aspects of payroll the calculations um, of calculating pay can and should be done at the push of a button arguably because that then allows um, for the more human role of payroll. You know, you said yourself, there's more to payroll than payroll. So it enables payroll professionals to have more time to focus on analysing the payroll data and using that to inform their employers and the organisations in which they're working of different strategies with regards to employee engagement and employee retention and supporting some of those HR initiatives. Um, you know, there's, there's been a real shift for that, I think, recently. You mentioned the cost of living crisis, and, and we talked about that a little bit earlier in my opening as well. I think payroll's in a really great place to support employees through that cost of living crisis, whether that's through just awareness and education as to what benefits are available to them, what cost savings they can make through their payroll, um, whether that's through things like salary sacrifice, or as we prefer to call it, salary exchange, because you're not sacrificing yeah. your money, you're just exchanging that. Um, so through salary exchange, or whether it's through you know, new initiatives, you talk about what's coming in, such as um, pay on demand or earned wage access, which enables people to access the money that they've earned kind of in real time before their payday. Um, so these are things that have changed the industry and are continuing to change the industry, but also support employer um, employees in the cost of living crisis and employers in kind of motivating and engaging and retaining their employees um, that are working for them. Yeah, fantastic. And actually you raised some really interesting points. I remember having a conversation with a guy called Ben Johnson, who's an experienced global power manager. And he said to me, why are we so fearful of the big button, right? This is 
This is what we want to get to. This allows me to really come into my own in terms of my strategic thinking, the ability, as you say, to be human, the ability to really analyze the data and, and really use that to drive strategic change and all those things that you've mentioned. What I've noticed as a recruiter in this space, and for those, I say this because there are a lot of people still fearful about automation, still fearful that the world of payroll will shift so significantly that it won't be needed anymore. I'll always say this back to them in terms of what I'm witnessing in the marketplace. And I'd love to know if you're witnessing the same. I'm sure you probably are. And it can't just be me. But actually, despite all these rapid transformational changes, these huge advancements in tech, automation, AI, and all these things that are making, in theory, the job easier, and I understand they are in terms of taking away some of those transactional responsibilities, I've never seen pearl professionals work harder. We're seeing more burnout than we've ever seen before in the industry. And actually, sadly, and something we need to consider, more people leaving the industry rather than being forced out, they're leaving because they're overworked in this industry. Now, we've seen some balancing, a little bit of market shifting in terms of salaries increasing to recognize the strategic importance that payroll people have in their businesses. I think that's a fantastic recognition that, albeit slowly, companies have started to appreciate. But actually, although we've seen all this rapid transformation, we're seeing payroll people working harder than ever before. It's just the nature of the work has changed. And you talked about some of those strategic things. I've just written an article for, for uh, the Global Payroll Publication. It's all about how payroll can influence diversity, equity, and inclusion, how they can use their data to look at diversity audits and, and salary pay gaps and, and the, the, the gender makeup of their workforce and various other things. What has what's been your experience? Because for those that are fearful of that automation piece, you've highlighted some really excellent examples of how it's become more strategic. But why are payroll people now working harder than ever before, despite all this technology that we're seeing supposedly improve the industry? So that is a really good question, Nick. And I think, you know, with any technological revolution, which I think is fair to say we're probably in right now, sure. I think history has proven that actually, whereas people are fearful that there'll be fewer jobs, the reality is there ends up being more jobs and an increase but those roles are different those jobs are different and right. i think for payroll professionals at the moment we're we're in that transitional period where the roles are changing the technology is there and it's being utilized but we're perhaps still learning that which takes some time so that adds to your workload because you're kind of doing new things while doing the old things while learning something so that's going to add pressure I think a lot of pressure, and you talked about the burnout, I think a lot of that came during the, the COVID years um, and the increased workload that went along with that. Um, and unfortunately, a, a number of people did leave the profession as following on from that and as a result of that, which has left fewer people and fewer perhaps experienced people um, sure. who are working harder because ultimately, you know, in payroll, people need to be paid. They need to be paid on time and they need to be paid correctly. And what I love about our members and people working in this industry is that they will do whatever it takes to deliver that, um, which also causes some of that burnout. So I think those are kind of factors that have come into play there. Um, and I think that's one of the reasons that we're we're in this this transitional period now you've got some of the old some of the new a lot of the learning um and we haven't quite got to that point where payroll departments and organizations have gone okay i know what the new shape of the payroll department is now and therefore i need to recruit here or i need to upskill here or bring in this extra resource to support in these areas because i don't think we've got to the point where we know exactly what that is yet it's still a bit of 
trying it out and seeing how yeah. it lands works yeah and that's exciting right i mean i saw some of the numbers on your website 2800 of your members have been through a cipp course in the last 12 months alone and we've certainly seen an uplift in recruitment so for me it's a really exciting shift not just from a business standpoint by the way i know some recruitment is important that that's booming for us because we place payroll people and it's good for you because you provide educational courses but the reality is it actually demonstrates that businesses senior c-suite board level uh, individuals are recognizing now that payroll is really important and that they need to invest in it. They need to invest in upskilling their staff. They need to invest in recruiting better talent. They need to invest in better technology to make sure it works correctly, not just in the UK anymore. Many payrolls going global almost overnight because we have a borderless workforce now with the, the improvements in technology that isn't just about payroll, but in terms of the way we're talking now on Zoom or MS Teams and other things as well. So I think that's really exciting. And we've also seen more people promoted into senior positions, such as payroll director, global payroll director, and even payroll partnerships. I know Maria Mason being one is a payroll partner with one of the you know, top five accountancy firms in the world. These, for me, are really exciting shifts that, in that we're seeing board, boards now recognize, promote, and actually back financially with investment, with support that I don't think we saw four years ago. But what's been your experience from CRPP? Because you're the you're the, edu the educational delivery powerhouse or one of those powerhouses that are delivering these courses out and are up responsible for upskilling, well, 2,800 people alone last year. Yeah, I mean, much the same as what you've just said there, Nick. And I think it's great because now, and this is very much a theme of National Payroll Week, now people are choosing payroll as a career. They see that as a, a valid career pathway and career route. You talked about Maria Mason being a payroll partner. Um, and we're seeing a lot more of that and people really valuing that. And there's a lot of organisations championing that as well, which is just fantastic to see. So people are kind of looking, you know, there's the apprenticeship route now. So younger yep. people are looking at payroll as a career choice. They can see that there's that apprenticeship standard at level three and at level five, which our subsidiary organization, IPP Education, is an endpoint assessor for as well. So we can see like the, the increase in the number of people coming in at that level and starting their career journey or um, coming in, you know, whether that's young people, or whether that's people changing career paths and choosing payroll as their new career path and starting their career journey there as well. And then there's the progression. So our, our student numbers, you talked about how many students we put through each year. Those are increasing as well, you know, all the way from our level three qualification, the payroll technician certificate, all the way through to the level seven MSc in strategic leadership because we've just talked about it, payroll is strategic and it, it influences um, strategic decisions. So we're seeing an increase in all of those qualifications right up to that level seven, because payroll is a career choice. Employers are seeing it as a valuable business partner um, and they're investing in that and they're utilizing the CIPP and other training providers to get the skills and knowledge that they need within their workforce. So I think that's really Fantastic. exciting. And it is a really exciting time. It's genuinely it exciting. It is super exciting. Absolutely right. Yeah. And I think also if anyone's still doubting what we're talking about here in, in why payrollers can be such a strategic powerhouse, just think about wherever you sit in your business. If you're not a payroll person listening to this, ask yourself which function has access to the most data about our most valuable resource, which is our employees in any in any business. And typically that's going to be the payroll department. So if we can harness that and leverage it and really analyze it and identify trends and, and use that to support much broader organizational objectives, and you can see very quickly why it can be so and play such an important role strategically in any business operation. So I think it's really, really exciting. It's why we have National Payroll Week. So let's talk a little bit about 
you know, where it started, a little bit about the history of National Payroll Week, um, and yeah. I guess what you're looking to achieve this year in 2023. Yeah, of course. So National Payroll Week started in 1998, so uh, it's been running for since then for a really long time. And back then in 1998, we um, received a letter from the, the Prime Minister at the time, kind of endorsing National Payroll Week and the role that payroll plays within the economy um, and within businesses as well. And, and that's continued and that support has continued. So we've written to MPs this year to get their ministerial support for National Payroll Week for 2023. Um, so, yes, yeah, so it's really exciting. Um, so it is something that's recognised at government level and ministerial level. Um, it has been running since 1998. I mentioned earlier, one of the things we're changing this year is kind of the, the theme and the focus around National Payroll Week. So we're doing a big drive around payroll careers um, and recognising that payroll is a career choice. So we're using the hashtag choose payroll um, and we'll be launching our careers area of the website as well to support payroll professionals whatever stage of their career um, you know in their education in supporting them in kind of where they are in their career journey and what they could be looking at what direction they could be going in and you and I we've, we've talked about this before and we've done work together CIPP and JGA about the different career pathways that are in payroll Absolutely. You know, it, it isn't just sitting and inputting numbers anymore into a payroll system and, and kind of calculating the pay. You talked about global, there's global opportunities, there's software development opportunities, there's implementation projects. There's so many different career pathways, you know, not forgetting marketing and sales, of course. Um, so many career pathways that people can can go through. And I think that's something really worth celebrating and highlighting um, and, and getting the message out there about during National Payroll Week. So that's something we'll be doing. Um, you also talked there, and I just really want to pick up on it, Nick, on... Yeah, so you mentioned about the data and the amount of data that payroll holds. Um, it's no secret that there have been uh, some quite widely publicised um, instances of cyber attacks in the payroll industry. Sure. And yeah. I think that's really worth noting as well as we're looking um, at payroll careers, at payroll skills, that actually payroll does have this wealth of data. So there's also kind of the, the cyber side of it. There's also the what payroll what skills do you need to understand how to protect that data but also coming it back to the pushing a button if you're relying on your payroll software to do the calculations what happens when that goes wrong and you know we've just talked about the number of students that we're educating each year and training each year it's still really important that while payroll is becoming strategic and it is focusing on the data analytics and, and everything that goes with that and how you can support business decisions and employee engagement, that is absolutely great. There's still that basic, what happens when something goes wrong and you can't rely on that software anymore? You still need to be able to do that basic calculation and understand how to calculate someone's net pay at the end of a payslip. Right. So I think that's a really important part of what we're trying to educate people on. Um, and during National Payroll Week, we're also running a webinar on um, cybersecurity specifically for payroll. So thinking about because, you know, payroll departments and, and we're the same. We have to think payroll departments will typically keep a lot of data um, sometimes on ex-employees where you think, OK, what how long do you actually need to retain that for? And sometimes when these cyber attacks happen, um, it's the data on the ex-employees that's kind of more challenging because you can't always get hold of them and kind of tell them what's gone on and, and therefore put things in place to to protect them in the same way that you can 
your existing employees. So it's thinking about things like that as well. I think it's a really, really pertinent point to raise as well, right? So I did a podcast and, and go back it's on the payroll podcast with a guy called Brian Seeley, who actually is a guy who hacked into the White House. And he will talk to you about genuinely risks that we always think will happen to somebody else until it happens to you. Now, I don't know how many payroll managers listening to this have recently done any kind of due diligence or even testing as if this thing actually happened and what would happen next. But I recommend that you do put those kind of disaster recovery processes in place and into practice. The reality is, is you know, it's, it's a yin and a yang for payroll. We're raising the profile now. We're putting it into the public limelight. People are more, re- are, are more appreciative of it. They're more aware of it. Salaries have gone up. But with appreciation and with profile comes people that spot opportunities. And they may be um, more nefarious and more interested in hacking that data when they realize just how much data is at your fingertips. So absolutely right to be raised absolutely critical i think we're doing brilliant to see up here doing webinars on this subject area it's not just about whether you can get your payroll out of course it's making sure it doesn't happen in the first place and i think there's lots of things that people can do and shouldn't just rely on their software partners to be the ones to protect them there are many many ways to interrogate a system and it's you know sometimes we think well i've got a, a partnership agreement they'll manage that and i'm insured trust me you don't want to be on the receiving end of a ransomware attack where you're really beholden to somebody else who has managing who's managing your data regardless of where the responsibility sits so i would recommend everyone certainly signs up for that webinar i think it's a really important time to be delivering it from my perspective listen to that podcast of brian c it'll really it's a really fun show as well he talks about how he whacked in, he hacked into the uh, white house which is really interesting anyway um but yeah i'll give you a lot of uh, information about what, what's going on in that world um, and talking about you mentioned as well about the um the career pathways even since we did that in conjunction with cipp about a year ago we've seen more and more titles come to the fore um yeah. even this year alone as a recruiter now we've placed not one not two but I think it's eight roles now since April that are paying six figures or more. This is something that we didn't see in the world of payroll, even 48, 72 months ago. So it's a real shift in terms of importance. But again, people are going to be paying those salaries and other people are going to be spotting it and other people are going to think they can get something for free or hack in. So yeah, secure yourself. It's a really, really good point. Well raised. I'm really glad you're highlighting it at this National Payroll Week. So I'm listening to this at the minute. I'm a payroll manager. I've never heard of it before. And I think, yes, finally, someone's celebrating our profession for a whole week. How can I get involved? Okay, so um, CIPP have got a National Payroll Week pack, which you can download from the website. So that's got lots of information. It's got lots of um, banners and posters and things as well that you can put up around your office, host an event. I mean, we encourage you to host kind of a get to know your payroll team style event so that you can bring your employees together um, and just talk to them about the role of payroll um, what they can expect from their pay, how they can get the most from their pay. Um, understanding your payslip sessions, I think, are always something that go down really well. Um, people tend to focus on doing these with younger employees or with people just entering the workforce. But actually, there's a, a lot of employees and older employees who still don't understand their payslip. So, so let's roll that out more widely. So I think that's something we actively encourage. Um, at the CIPP, I mentioned earlier, we've written to um, some minister, you know, to government ministers to endorse National Payroll Week and to get involved and celebrate through our our events, which we're running. Um, we've got events that are in London. We've got events that are online throughout the week as well. Um, so register for some of those. But also look locally. If you are running something um, in your organisation as a celebration or a get to know your payroll department, 
why not write to your local MP um, and get some support from them as well and see if they'll either come along, um, which is a great PR opportunity uh, for you and your organisation, but obviously for National Payroll Week and, and payroll overall as well. So why not do something like that? And who knows, with 378 billion collected, maybe your local MP will put a little bit of money your way to help celebrate it. If you don't ask, you don't get it. Who knows? Right? If you don't ask, you don't get That's my motto. Yeah, exactly. I'll put, I'll put that number in your letter. Just remind them of the money they're spending in their local council, whatever local area is. A lot of that's come from you working in payroll. So it's a good opportunity to, to, to remind them of why payroll is indeed so important. So some of the things you talked about there are internal in terms of raising awareness internally to our employees however we want to go bigger than that certainly we do at the payroll podcast i know the crpp do as well right we want to really yeah. make sure it's external celebration as well so what can we do to make sure it's the biggest and the best national payroll week ever get involved on social media so i mentioned the hashtag choose payroll um obviously we've also got hashtag mpw23 so do as much activity as you can on uh, on social media we'll be putting some information out in in those packs that you could be posting throughout the week just to generate um some real exposure across there as i mentioned write to your mps um local media as well so you know everyone's got local media that they could tap into uh, we try and reach out to local radio stations and, and talk to them about the importance of payroll, National Payroll Week. Again, quoting that figure, that 378 billion, uh, mil, yeah, billion, sorry, that we oh. um, contribute. Yeah, billion. It's crazy. Contribute to the economy. You know, quote those figures because they're, they're huge. So get that out there. So contact your local radio, your local media. Um, and as I say, just look at how much activity you can be doing on social media. It'd be great if we could get those hashtags trending because that generates a lot of, of noise as well, doesn't it? And a lot of publicity and recognition for the industry. Absolutely right. And I'm going to talk a little bit about the Choose Payroll hashtag. I've been involved in that process yeah. as well. It comes also from the interviews that you've had, that I've had, where often payroll people say they fell into payroll. And I would argue, and I'm sure people still say they did, although I would always argue there's a choice. That's my personal yeah. view. I, However, I at some point. Say, yeah, right. But we say we fell into it because I think there's still that little bit of, I don't know, like, like me saying I fell into recruitment, it's something that doesn't feel like we should be proud of what we do. And I think if we were able to change that use of language to choose payroll and make it a choice that we're proud of, more people are likely to choose the same path rather than fall into it in inverted commas. That's my understanding. I'd love to get your take on why you've selected of, of only two hashtags in the world that we could have used, NPW23, absolutely understandable. Why choose payroll? Tell us your CIPP view. But similar to you, Nick, so we, you've got to own that choice. Um, so people do say, oh, I fell into payroll. I was working in accounts. The payroll manager went off. Or I was working in finance. The payroll manager went on maternity leave or went off sick. And then I I had to fill in the role and I've stayed in payroll ever since. That might be how you ended up starting in payroll. At some point, you made that choice that payroll was the career for you. Um, and one people. Yeah. yeah, you chose to stay. You chose to stay in the payroll industry. And I think, you know, you talk there about that. Oh, you know, there's a little bit of, oh, it's, just, you know, just payroll or a, a bit of not really owning that and being proud of the profession. But actually, every single CIPP member that I speak to, every single payroll professional that I speak to when I'm out at events or going into organizations, they are all proud. They are all very proud of what they do um, and they all love the profession they all love what they're doing 
So why not shout about it? Why not own it? And instead of saying, oh, I fell into payroll and, and this is how it happened, I got into payroll, I chose to stay in payroll and I'm really proud of the profession because we contribute 378 billion to the UK economy, because I'm making strategic decisions within my organisation that ultimately improves the organisation's profitability because employees are more motivated, because they're staying employed longer, because they're engaged and they're, they're retaining employees because of initiatives that I've introduced, such as salary exchange such as um, pay on demand or earned wage access or, or whatever that may be, um, you know, really, really own those those choices and those positive um, interactions and positive decisions and positive um, influences that you've had doing your job. You know, I talked about the cost of living crisis earlier. I talked about payroll being people's livelihoods. So, you know, I chose payroll because I'm helping people live their lives. It, it's an amazing thing to do it it's so it rewarding and everyone I speak to in the profession is proud of that I just don't think that um it's necessarily always articulated in in that way and that's where the oh I fell into payroll comes in as opposed to I chose it because of all of these things yeah I couldn't agree more and actually even if I even if I say now I fell into payroll recruitment versus me saying I chose payroll recruitment it just makes me feel more empowered just me personally, right? The power of language. And I think that sits there as well, has a part to play. You mentioned there a little bit about how payroll can impact organizational performance. And you're absolutely right. If people view payroll as a profit center in the sense that we can save costs by not having to continue recruit our staff because they're paid incorrectly or they're not paid enough or they're not getting the right benefits or whatever it might be, by understanding some of the trends in our business, you can have huge ramifications on that on the overall performance of, of, of your company. And I think that's what's really, really exciting. You know, one small check, you're paying 33 million people in the UK across the payroll industry, right? It doesn't take much for a small shift to have a huge impact. And if you've got a business with, I don't know, 10,000 employees and you've spotted something that saves, you know, a pound per employee per month, that adds up pretty quick, right? So there's lots of things we can do. And I think it's absolutely right that we celebrate it. Um, we can get the packs you mentioned from the CIPP websites. I will make sure yes. the link for that is in the show notes. I've also spotted in the CIPP website, you've got some videos from last year's event. So if someone wants to find out more about what happened before, what can they discover? Yeah, so they can go and watch those videos and they can see um, we had the National Payroll Week Jinx reception at the Sky Garden, um, which we'll be doing again this year. So they can hear from people who attended that event and why they're involved in National Payroll Week and what National Payroll Week um, means for them. Um, something actually that I completely forgot to mention uh, that we're doing different this year as well is we're having a breakfast event during National Payroll Week uh, for our um, apprentices, for apprentices in payroll and for stud our students at the CIPP as well. Well. um so we're doing that this year which they, they wouldn't necessarily get from that video but has just come to my mind so I thought it's worth saying um so I'll discover all of that and just why National Payroll Week is important from people who've been involved and from organizations who've been involved and done things either at a local level or organization level or, or at a national level as well Fantastic. And last question I'm going to ask you. So let's suggest I'm a payroll manager. I've listened to this. I'm excited that I want to celebrate the profession, right? But we've talked about the fact that payroll people are working harder than ever. And maybe they're listening to this and they've just discovered it. This has gone out a week before National Payroll Week. And I think, oh, I wish I'd known about it before. I've now got no time. I'm too busy to celebrate payroll. What can I do? What would you say? 
Oh, okay. So I would say, well, if you don't make the time to celebrate payroll, who's going to do it for you? Um, so I understand that people are busy. Of course, we deliberately run National Payroll Week at the start of the month. So from a payroll perspective, it's a more optimum time. Um, you know, it's not during busy pay periods. Um, I know there'll be an exception to that. But if you don't make the time and if you as a payroll professional don't think, let's do something to celebrate, even if that is just, you know, I say just, even if that's attending a webinar or spending an hour out of the week doing something, if you're not going to do that, no one's going to do it for you. So we talked about empowerment. We talked yeah. about making choices. Let's make that choice. Let's carve out that time looking in our diaries, right? What time can I give to this? And if recognizing if you don't, no one's going to do it for you. Yeah, love that. And you know what? Even if you're still really, really struggling, there's nothing stopping you from going up a bottle of wine in the evening and speaking to your partners or your family and saying, look, it's National Pearl Week. Absolutely. I'm too busy to tell everyone at work what I do, but I want to tell you, right? I'm Just spreading the message at home as well as at work. So like, it's a, uh, CRPP do so many amazing things for the payroll industry. I think what you've highlighted there, Vicky, is together we are stronger as an industry. So the yeah. more people that do something today and the next week and, and all the things that the National Payroll Weeks that follow the better. So thank you, CRPP, for obviously making this an event from since 1998. It's going to be the biggest one ever. You can get your packs now at the crpp.org.uk forward slash events uh, forward slash national oh, NPW hyphen landing. But there will be a link in the show notes. You can get that as well. There will be a link in the show notes to the future of Pearl Report for 2022 and a link to the National Pearl Week 2022 videos we've just discussed. So loads and loads of links. You can go and get your uh, fingers busy with preparing for National Pearl Week 2023. And thank you ever so much, Vicky Graham, for joining me to celebrate okay, it, to talk about it, and to bring it to the masses on the Payroll Podcast today. No, thanks, Nick. I really appreciate it. And I love coming on and talking to you as well. So thank you. I love it too. You're my most repeated guest now. So there's the officially it's proven. So I'm really Excellent. glad you've got me again. And I'm looking forward already to having you next year to talk about the successes of 2023's National Pearl Week as we go into 2024 Pearl Week. So I'll oh. see you again next year, I'm sure. Yeah, looking forward to it. Thanks, Nick. Yeah.